0: As promised, Western Conference Part Two NBA Preview. quan cut the music. We are back, suits inside podcast. This might be it. everything is episode fifty to me at this point. Regardless, this 49. Is part it's forty nine. Um, we're at part two. Same crew as the first part. Uh, we're talking Western Conference here. NBA starts tomorrow, so if you don't get this, I'm sorry. Uh, These picks are all uh, all before opening night. Uh, A little bit of breaking news. uh, KPJ signed the coolest contract potentially in NBA history with only his first year being guaranteed on a four-year $84 million deal. What that pretty much means is they owe him $16 million, and after that, they can cut him for no cost at all, which is... Incredible. That is an NFL style contract. Um,
1: I lied. This is 50. Let's celebrate. It is 50. There we on. go.
0: There we go. So if these come out in um, two parts,
1: I don't know if we're doing two parts. I think we are. I'll
0: probably. Yeah. I we'll can, find out. Uh, we'll find see. out. You guys are in some behind the scenes. Just here. do 49 um, part two. 50 yeah. 50 will be called way Oh, absolutely. um But today's the uh, rookie extension deadline. Jordan Poole got his bag. Hero got his bag. Brandon Clark got his bag. Uh, book Knight got arrested which i think is now his fourth (laughs) i think that's it now his like fourth like reckless driving charge in the last year um i don't know what michael jordan is doing over there but it ain't good um so our hornets 13 seed might already be a cold take as if book Knight was actually worth really that much in the league at this point i think i'm willing to say I was wrong on him. Regardless, uh we will not be wrong on these teams here guaranteed. Uh starting number 15 shocker. It's the Utah Jazz. The Jazz traded away everyone. They have some rookies who are more appealing than others. They have veterans too that can potentially make them not the 15 seed and as we saw in Oklahoma City, they will either be injured in some closed door accident or they will be traded away or just they won't be played. So, um Jazz at 15, I don't think there's really much of a much of a discussion to be had there. We all feel pretty comfortable that they'll be the worst team in the league. And honestly, I'm throwing a betting pick pick here. If it's 24 and a half for their win loss over under, I would strongly consider taking the under because I feel like they will comfortably be the worst team in the West. Um, how,
1: how many games does Mike Conley play for the Jazz?
0: 5 20. 20. I'm so? saying 20. He's yeah. going to get injured first game injured first e- game and then he's either somewhere. getting hurt or he's going to play like 20 of their first 40 games and then get traded at the deadline um
1: i mean he if they keep him that actually makes no sense No, that would be bad um helio linox going to win the mvp though so
2: yeah no it's fine.
0: they're i i think that they're probably the only team in the league that them and the hornets i think are the only two teams that i'm not looking forward to watching at all Um, it takes a lot for me to say that too, because like, I tend to find joy in watching basketball. And I think those two teams aren't going to have much of it. Um, enough roasting of them. 14. We have the San Antonio Spurs. This one was a little bit closer. We were all hovering around 14 and 13. Um, they're kind of in their little mini rebuild here. Uh, Um, assuming this will be like a year long, frankly, because they have enough young guys, um, It would not surprise me if they slightly overperform this um, because of their young pieces. But you're asking a lot of those young guys, especially after you just traded to Jante Murray. You're asking for them to kind of take a lot of strides that the organization might not want them to take yet, due to Wemby being in this draft. And uh, yeah, I, I think that you know anything on the Spurs, they have some interesting guys. Like they really, they have. A lot of younger guys that I do kind of like on their team, but I don't. It's hard for me to see it happening. Like now, with being maybe they're a 13 seed if they're lucky. Um, but Zach Collins is good. I'm high on him, but nothing I like enough. Josh Primo.
1: I like Vassell. I like Sochan- Sohan Keldon. I, I they're at least fun. Like they at least have like yes. guys that I like. <laughs> like yeah, the the Jazz are just like all boring but these at least th- this is like a team that like this is your first year on like a 2k like rebuild dynasty you just like it all yes. your guys
0: well put also some of the deeper cuts they have a uh, jordan hall blake wesley malachi Branham as well uh yeah a lot of names
1: yeah, jordan, yeah i, know jordan I the same jones guy
3: right trey yeah. jones is a name to look out for for them like he's gonna get a lot more playing time this year um so he's kind of a guy that like is a he's a question mark but I think there's a lot of positive signs to look at if you kind of squint a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like statistical profile.
1: <laughs> but no, yeah, does Pertle like end, end the year here?
0: Hopefully not. I mean Purdle's good. Like I like Purdle a lot. Um but yeah. I think I mean,
3: yeah teams, that's more of a compliment
1: to Pertle to be honest. Yeah.
3: Yeah I just Purtle I feel like it, it really depends on the, like what kind of team really wants him. Like I feel like he's a guy that's like if he, he could get traded to a team and then just like kind of quickly shuffled to the bench because like he doesn't fit like a a style of a certain roster. So I don't know. It's like it's gonna be interesting. Um, I I know Toronto's been kind of interested in getting him back <laughs> at some point, but uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe 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 he'll just stay with the Spurs.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, I, I kind of echo that sentiment, too, of, like, Pirtle the player is good, but finding the fit for Pirtle, especially when it comes to a trade, it's kind of more difficult, maybe, than I gave it a credit to be. Um, but, yeah, hopefully not. I hope that someone values him and gives him a spot. I mean, regardless, I think the dude's going to put up numbers um, wherever he is. Uh, shout out, Pirtle. Uh, Kylie, got anything on the uh, on the Spurs?
2: No, I do like like you mentioned, they do have a bunch of young talent. I think they'll definitely be able to find a, a guard or two with the plethora that they have. Um, I'm sure we'll see a lot of different fun lineups that they'll that Pop will throw out there. Um and probably a lot of fun uh different hairstyles for Jeremy So So Chan, so Han, Sohan. Whatever country you're in. yeah,
0: Poland. Now in the U S yeah. Shout out Brussels. Once again, uh, they also have Robio Langford still on the team yes. as well. And Isaiah Roby. I don't think that there's a guy on this team. Maybe Gorg- Gorgie Jank. I don't like, but Josh Richardson still here. Like they have names. Um, Deep. I don't think, I don't think Trey Jones finishes the year there either. I think someone sees a backup yeah. point don't guard. They and like,
3: oh, they'll, they'll probably be a great, like against the spread team, to be honest. Yeah. Like, cause they'll just be, we'll just be feisty and in games and yeah, they, they might, they'll probably, they'll probably choke like t- in like in the fourth quarter, but Jim rats, they will be
0: fun. Jim rats for sure. All right.
3: 13, uh, as
0: much as it pains me, Oklahoma city. Um, we're all pretty much in line with them. The highest is 12th. So I had them 13th and then we have 14th Um, for two of the others. I think with OKC, if Chet was playing, the outlook on this team looks a lot better. I, As I said the other time, I don't think that they're going to be picking top five this year by lottery odds if they get there. It's been phenomenal. Um, the biggest downfall of this team, though, is that we don't have any sort of rim protection whatsoever. Uh, and if that rim protection was able to shoot from outside, that'd be wonderful. But uh, unfortunately, he uh, fractured his Liz Frank, in a uh, wet gym in Seattle. So a little salty about that. Um, but Overall, a lot to be excited about for this Thunder team. Fun fact uh, there was that massive Thunder and Rockets trade a few weeks back where it was like nine players. Every player in that trade has been waived from both sides. No one is on a roster anymore from those trades. So, like, Dwaba's gone, Derek Favors is gone, Maladon's gone. I'm not going to go down the other six guys, but everyone is a free agent right now, which is hilarious. Um, It's going to be an exciting. Maladon
3: sign with Charlotte?
0: whoa he did he got a two-way there yeah so i was wrong he now is employed again um but regardless no longer uh no longer with the rockets um when it comes to the team though I, I think the biggest thing that can kind of potentially launch this team above this is chip england or england i don't know how to pronounce the name regardless longtime spurs shot doctor now with oklahoma city um i understand it's preseason, but we were one of the best three-point shooting teams in preseason Giddy looks like he can actually shoot finally Usman Jane can shoot Jalen Williams is kind of as good if not better than expected so is I think we're
3: making threes
0: eh, I I mean it's Dort it's kind of same old same old but we haven't had Shea Dort's kind of been resting on occasion um
3: but that's a good sign, though. That means he's the long-term project. Yes. And then they'll, they'll Do- get it eventually. And then he'll yeah. be he'll be the MVP I, I, of the NBA. I, I, yeah, I think <laughs> next year. I think next year
0: is Lou Dort's breakout time. Um, but overall, very exciting. Uh, as far as guys potentially moving off the roster. Darius Baisley was due for a rookie extension today, did not receive one. So he could be on the move as kind of an interesting four. If Baisley didn't have the ego, he did, he would be a phenomenal player. Uh, but he is insistent on being an ISO for uh, future Laker. Yeah, he would fit. Um, I think that's enough on my Thunder diatribe here. Uh, Jalen Williams, sleeper rookie of the year pick. More on that later. 12th, another one of my favorite teams, the Houston Rockets. Uh, Let's see. Everyone, we have Kylie hasn't been the play-in game. Love to hear that. Uh, Seattle has them as the 13 seed. Uh, Kylie, I'll let you start playing game. What's uh, what's the biggest change this year?
2: I like the uh, lo- young talent that they've accumulated. And I obviously, am a very big Jabari Smith fan. Um, I just think, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., Jabari Smith, Tyre Eason, Shangoon, you know, it's a great... Jalen Green, good shout out. Probably their best player <laughs> that I didn't mention. Yeah. Um, up there. I mean, I just – they're definitely super young, but it's I, – I don't know. I kind of get a similar vibe to, like, the Grizzlies where they've just accumulated a bunch of young talent that – I mean, they're probably one year young away from it, but um, it's there if it clicks, Um so it'll be interesting to see, and definitely a fun team to watch, I think.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing for them is kind of what does Jalen Green's next step look like? He finished the season last year on such a high note. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Tari's my guy. Jabari was my guy. Um, no longer. And then with as in regards mean? to Sheng. Uh that means that Tari is now more my guy on that team uh, than Jabari is. Uh in regards to that team though, uh with Shangun, uh DeAndre Hunter just signed a four-year ninety-five million dollar extension, first off. Whoosh. Um yeah. So we're gonna start getting rookie extension news as she kind played of we continue ninety-five
2: with this. games yet.
0: <laughs> no, no shot. maybe maybe fifty-five. Um but they're trying to make Shangun into like a pick and roll threat and, like, a lob threat for some reason. He can't jump, so I don't know what they're doing exactly. So that's just – it's something to monitor. um, But it's an exciting – it's a very, very exciting team. Um, And if things blow up, I'm all for it too because OKC has their first-round picks starting, like, two years from now. So, thrilled. Thrilled with that
3: development. I I just think of this team – the reason why I feel like I'm not – like as high on them as um, I just don't really feel like a lot of their players have shown a, um, an ability to be efficient. And so it's like, that's, 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 I feel like a huge thing, especially like with a young team, like especially like the Grizzlies, like they were able to build lineups that like were good on both sides of the ball. And like, they were able to run like a good offense at a, I mean, even that they weren't, you know, one of the, they weren't like when Ja wasn't there, like they weren't like one of the faster paced teams in the league. And when he was hurt, like they, they changed their style a lot. I just don't really see, like, I just don't really see the, the versatility with the squad overall. And so I feel like for me, it's just, it's just a bunch of young names. And so it's just, I feel like it's going to take a while to work through the shuffle of who's good and what works out. and And especially with that, know kevin porter jr contract you know that just shows you like so you know they paid him like a defensive tackle like you know, yeah. <laughs> you know it's, it's like it's okay well, you'll have one year and if you and you know a couple years and if you don't like really figure it out and become efficient and good on both sides of the ball like they'll probably just cut you or trade you to like utah <laughs> i think that's guys like, like
1: eason and like garuba that's going to be the make it or break it for them this year just like in terms of like that defensive um, efficiency you're asking for. I think Eason and mostly Eason, I think Eason's probably going to be a rotation guy. Garuba still seems like he's a year off uh, any meaningful minutes, but if Eason's better than expected or just as good as expected, I think he's going to really help this team. And I I could see um, the playing game. Um, I think they're going to have to have a lot of steps um, from other guys around them too, but I I don't hate the whole play in game idea for the Rockets. Things are going to have to go their way, Um, but they're young. So they have enough uh, space for progress um, from a bunch of different guys. Jacob, maybe Ty Ty Washington's better than we thought he is Um, coming out of the draft. Probably not. I don't really like Ty Ty, but guys like that, they have enough names where I kind of see what Kylie's saying. Like there's enough guys that at least a few of them are going to be good. You'd imagine uh, kind of similar to the Spurs, um, but I think this team kind of hinges around Tari Eason's rookie year success, which you know that's not a great way to uh, have your t- season hinged around. But they, I don't yeah. think they need, I don't think they want to win, to be honest. Right. Like a moral I, victory would be playing game, but
3: if they take yeah. the 11th seed, I don't think they're upset about that either. I think they'll just. This is going to be a very like a similar year to what they've had recently, but you know maybe they're just a little like they're they're they take another step forward to where it's like next year they can sign some free agents and get some you know get some veterans in to speed up their rebuild because like they're like I, I agree with you guys like they have a lot of interesting names it's just yeah it's just like from a statistical standpoint it's like yeah I mean the backcourt is a nightmare yeah. defensively so oh, I I, agree. Sure. I know what you're saying <laughs> Yeah, it's just gonna. It's like I feel like it's gonna. Like I like just looking at them. It's just like damn. It's like especially Jalen Green. Like there are some games last year where he just was like really bad. But but then like you said, there's just wait for Jacob. Like, Jacob's gonna be first team all defense in two years, so he'll be good. Oh, oh, for sure. And it like it the, like like the talent's there, and it's like I love yeah. go. But yeah, I want to direct like, that. I love go. So, so over over, it'll be a fun oh, league pass team for sure. Over under Jalen
0: Green twenty three points per game this year.
3: 23.
0: He'll, ta- he'll take enough
3: shots for that to, like, hit. That's all uh, I'm thinking. 23? That's a lot of it's, I, feel like it's a, I feel like that's actually a pretty solid projection, like, I, I, like
0: Yeah, like, I ballparked that. I should have said 22 and a half because I could very easily see it being, like... Tw- so he had 17 a game last year, uh, but as I said, end of the season, he turned it on. I think yeah. I'm going over. Um... But it's an interesting it's an interesting one to uh it's an interesting one to ponder. So twenty-four a game is what Dame had last year. So
2: I'm going uh, under.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go under. I just don't know if I just don't know like if he'll have the efficiency this season to be able to get that. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I, mean, I might, just, I might have to change to the one of my picks team. for later. The next yeah. Team. Next
0: up. So speaking of the Dame, uh, Portland Trail Blazers, 11 seed here. Uh, I, I think we can, we can kind of all agree that like Kings and the Kings and blazers are kind of like, you know, if things fall one way or the other, it wouldn't really surprise us all that much. Um, honestly, I think anywhere from like the nine seed probably to the eleven. Any of those positions seemingly are going to be very, very close. Uh, not going to spoil out anything there, but uh, Portland, of course, they did make improvements to their roster, uh, brought back some of the guys. Uh, Shane and sharp looks athletic. If nothing else, uh, that discounts what he's been doing though, uh, potentially could be very, very good from the get go. Um, Jeremy Grants in there still center depth leaves a lot to be desired for my liking. Um and Gary Payton Jr., I think is out for still out for a little bit, right? I mean, he recovers yeah. at twice the
1: pace of a normal human, so <laughs> <laughs> he is missing the start Also, of the, the disrespect season. to Drew Eubanks is so so I low know. right there. Aid's that is I know that, it is. That's a fantasy basketball legend right there. He won me a league two years ago or last year two years ago i don't remember one of the years him and moses brown those are my guys
0: moses brown was a sweet fantasy player um not a good real life player 20 but, rebounds four shots oh <laughs> my gosh literally 30 point blowout um but yeah as i said they, they're they kind of bringing the band back uh still some interesting guys though of the younger variety if things don't work out nasir little got extended and fernie simons got extended Keon Johnson's floating around, too. I think he could be a potential like great spark plug off the bench. And, of course, you know, your mainstream name of Shaden Sharp. Uh, who's the... Oh, man, I have him on my team, too. Colorado guy. Uh, they have him on a two-way right now. Jabari Walker. Jabari Walker, I think, could be a, like, serious contributor for this team, too, with the skill set that he brings. Um, but it's, it's definitely... I mean, for one thing, it's more interesting iteration of the Trailblazers than last year, but I do honestly think that they're making, they're making steps to kind of either making this Dame thing work out or when they move on from Dame, having some form of foundation here that you can pretty much build with anyone kind of as the centerpiece,
3: um, for me, they're, they've become the Wizards of the Western Conference, and it's just like, <laughs> but, they're, they, like they're, they're just perpetually just trying to, you know, keep this thing alive, and, uh, I don't know, they're prolonging the inevitable blow-up when Dame, you know, either retires or wants to leave. Runs from the grind. I like – they at least have,
1: like, some young guys. Like, Anthony Simons is at least exciting. Shaden Sharp's exciting. Keon John like, they have a few guys that, like, when Dame leaves, like they're going to be a bottom dweller for sure. But like they at least have pieces. Their front court is just so bad. Like, just look yeah. like uh, the Jeremy Grant trade. I just I didn't get it at the time, and I'm looking at their roster now, and it I think it makes less sense now. I, unless but was they, it like, like really, at, at like a cheap
3: cost for what they what do they give up like a, a like a late first?
1: Yeah, they, I mean like. I just don't get his fit on this team unless like they actually think they're going to be a major contender or like a, like a serious contender. Like Jeremy Grant doesn't really, I don't know. I don't care about the trailblazers. They're, I agree with you. Yeah. They're the wizards. Um, but they're set up at least to not be completely screwed. Unlike the wizards who currently have Johnny Davis as their backup to Bradley Beal.
3: <laughs> I'd rather have Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp. Yeah. I just think yeah, that, tough. that, that jeremy grant trade like i agree like he like he he was not a player like when that when they announced that trade i was like i was kind of like the same as he was like why like why did they do this but it's like when you look at the cost it's like i guess they gave up the milwaukee first in 2025 and then a couple seconds so it's like i guess that's like kind of worth it if you're just trying to like like if that if you like you just had that first in your back pocket and you're just like let's just try to do something but it's but like but like it but but like you said, it's 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 not a difference-making move at all. It's just kind of like let's just do this because we have Dame. He doesn't want to leave. He wants to stay here. There's no point in really shopping him because it's like we don't really have really any leverage right now. So it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of it's just kind of a weird situation for them. But I wish they would just be able to just like bite the bullet and just like try to find a good location for Dame to go win a title because. It's just like they just don't have the resources, I feel like, to be able to to get him where he, he deserves to go because it's like his, his career is just – it feels like being wasted at this point. Agreed. I
0: have a personal that, that vendetta with out. Damian That's Lillard.
3: No.
0: Um, sad now. 10 seed. So keep in mind, as I said, at 9, 10, and 11, I think it's kind of fair to say that these teams are all within the same – it's very possible. I think that these teams finish within like two wins of each other to determine who goes to the play game and who's a lottery team. Um, 10 seed, the Sacramento Kings, of course, they made all of their moves. Uh, they made all their trades. Um, overall, uh, it's, you know, it's the same team that they kind of left last season with, um, Plus a few a uh, few new faces. I'm giving myself a refresher here. Herder's there. Uh, Keegan Murray was the kind of rookie addition.
3: And Malik Monk. So, outside of that, same team. Uh, They'll be fun, but it's just like, you know, it's it really all depends on whether or not it, De'Aaron Fox really can come back or go to a an all-star level because it's like He's just the one piece of that team that they have so much invested in and he's sparingly been the player that they've desired.
2: I think you also get a a whole offseason of Sabonis being with the team and another year of development with Davion Mitchell. I think uh, there's a potential for this team to be a lot better than than some people are thinking right now. But, um yeah, it is going to come down to De'Aaron Fox and how well they all mesh. Because um, it looks like Keegan Murray should be a good player, but we got to see how they all fit together. And, I mean, yeah, the I mean, king's going to king, so –
1: i I mean, I. I looked and I looks like I have the Kings as the highest team, or I. I'm the highest on the Kings, which doesn't say much. But I. I'm kind of with Kylie. I think I'm expecting a little bit more of a development from Davion Mitchell. He showed. He showed a lot of flashes, especially towards the end of the, end of the season last year, and his defense. We saw it at Baylor, and I think it translated a little. I didn't watch many Kings games, admittedly, but I'd assume it translated to the NBA at least a little bit. Um. I think just getting the pace of the game will help Davion. And then I'm really high on Keegan Murray after the summer league. I thought he was outstanding. Like I thought he borderline was the best player in the summer league. Um, When I watched him play, he was, he went toe to toe with Paulo. And I thought he at least matched Paulo's output, if not uh, outplayed Paulo. So, I mean, between Fox and Murray and Sabonis, assuming those are like their big three um, Harrison Barnes, Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk, they have a nice core of guys that like, they have a nice bench. Um, we'll see. I, I kind of like Keon Ellis too. I don't know how many minutes he's going to get on this team, but I think he could develop into a nice player as well for them. Um, I like the Kings. Uh, definitely. I think I, if I was going to put money on one of the teams from our playing, like playing teams to like make the playoffs, uh, out of like these last four that we've talked about, I'd say the Kings is probably my, the top pick for me out of them, but that's not saying a whole lot because the rest of them are in a little bit of more of a dire situation. But yeah, let's go Kings.
0: Yeah. They're, they're kind of one and the same to me too. And I think that really highlights like all the Kiki Murray talk. You can slot that man into like any situation and he will just like morph into whatever he needs to be. Um, I was too low on him evidently. Well, well, I mean, we'll see, but I'm leaning towards the fact that I probably didn't have as good of an understanding on him as possible. And Sabonis is Sabonis will always be like, I, I love Sabonis so much. Um, he was I mean, awesome. I don't know yeah.
1: if I, if you agree with this or not, but I feel like after watching him in the summer league or anybody can comment on this, I feel like Keegan Murray was almost underutilized at Iowa. Like they didn't use him in like just the way they used him in the summer league games. He was playing so much more on ball. And like, I, I just feel like he, <laughs> obviously he was amazing at Iowa, but I think they could have used him even more. Um, that's probably just down to like the college game being a little bit less efficient in the NBA than the NBA game in general. Yep. But yeah, I'm Keegan Murray. I mean, I watch him just be an absolute bust, but I I like him so far. And I think I'll probably watch like five Kings games instead of zero this year because of that.
3: (laughs) Yeah. It's nice. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, uh, he's my rookie of the year pick. Um, You know, I think it's going to work out, you know, I just, uh, I feel like this is a team where, you know, that they, they really want to be competitive, but I just like, I just don't know if it's going to work out with Fox. Like that's just like the biggest question mark for me, but you know, maybe if they can find something of Keegan Murray and then like Fox can just become like an asset that they could flip to, to go to like another team. Like, so they can just figure something out because I feel like at some point, you know, if you have like Sabonis and Murray working together, like you can just pick a direction and just like build on that because it doesn't seem like to me, at least that the roster is like bare enough talent. It's just a matter of like is this even a cohesive team? Like that's really the question of the Kings. And it's like, they've really have never been able to build a roster where it's like all the pieces are working together, but they, they always seem to find names to get like to go there. Yep. Nick Stauskas.
0: Yeah, us. Castillo. <laughs> I have one last, one last question here on the Kings and then we'll move on. Kings win loss over under is 33 and a half. Are we thinking over here? Because based on kind of what we're talking about, it seems like we're all in agreement that they'll get more than 33 wins this season if they're going to be an 11 seed.
3: Uh, Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, it really dep- also depends, like, the bottom tier of the West might be so bad where, like, the middle teams, you know, that, that can raise the floor of, like, the middle teams. Yeah.
0: So, uh, for reference, the 11th seed last year was the Lakers, 33-49. and So, Jesus. I was wrong on them. That was my (laughs) championship pick, I believe. Uh, Oh, Los Angeles. I'll I'll take you over. Yeah. I think think I'm taking you over, too. There might be some sweating, though, at the end. And, oh, speaking of Davian, like, he's going to be so sick in a Mike Brown defense, Davian Mitchell. Like Mm – I didn't even consider that part. That's going to be awesome. So enough on the Kings. Uh, we will be moving on to our number nine seed, the Lakers. So latest Laker news, uh, Dennis Schroeder is out for, yeah, they (laughs) suck, but, uh, Dennis Schroeder is out for a month because he had surgery on his thumb. So Russ is probably back in the starting lineup. um, it's it's tough. It's tough looking at the team. Um, that being said, we all have them in the playoffs as the nine or the ten seed. I'm guessing this is primarily due to LeBron James being on the team still. Wani Walker, maybe we're very high on him as a collective. Not, Anderson, yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> He's a or, uh, Matt Ryan got signed by them too.
2: So Matty He's a ice, sniper, bro.
0: He is a sniper, but they need a lot more snipers than just Matt Ryan. Winning um, Gabriel, y- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, Garrett loves winning Gabriel. You've heard, yeah, he does. Um, <laughs> you've heard all the. I feel like you've kind of heard all the all the Lakers talk at this point. Um,
3: I mean, this I, is I my think, favorite team in the league.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> It's hard. It's hard to come up with something to say about them. It kind of just, they speak for themselves.
1: What's their over under for wins? Cause it's got to be not
0: like, I think it's
3: 45 and a half. Okay. I mean,
0: yeah,
1: 40. I feel like
3: there's there's actually, it's not even listed on my book right now.
0: I'm just going based on, I Googled NBA over unders like four days ago, and their over under was set at 45
3: and a half. I mean, no, I don't mean, like a, 44 and a half on my book. That's what it's about. that
1: gets them at, like, what the eight seed last year. So, no, I don't yeah, think they're going to do
3: that. I just think, I just think with the Lakers, like a 95%
1: chance that everybody's injured on that team.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I just think, you know, for me, I have, um, when we go into the awards later, I'll talk more about this, I guess, but I do have LeBron as my MVP, which is kind of a shocker given how critical I've been of this, like, roster over the years and especially last year um uh but you know i think uh if lebron is able to have like a healthy season which might be a big if at this point like like he should be able to he should be able to win that award like like pretty considerably well like given like his efficiency levels and like how he's always been playing and like the level of like he's upped his three point game. Um, it's been really impressive what LeBron's been able to do from a personal perspective, and it's like a lot of that's been overshadowed by just like how bad the team has been, and kind of his overall attitude as well. Just given like the the failures that they've had as an organization. Um, but you know, I think he will will part of this team. I think the the uh, um, having Kendrick Nunn back, I think will kind of help them out a lot. You know, just having that more guard depth and um it seems like the they're they're pretty determined to give Russell Westbrook less minutes and that's probably a good thing um despite you know like how big of a name he is and everything like the team should be better defensively which is a big which is a big step which is like that's they need to be good defensively because like even when they won the championship their offense was horrible so it's like, <laughs> like that's how they li- that's how they go off of like the fast break and that's how like AD and LeBron can really be efficient and so like that's what they've really been missing you know since the bubble um in my mind but um if LeBron can get back to that level you know they should be able to make the plan but I just think the West has kind of surpassed like that at this point. And I'm just not sure that even though LeBron could have one of his best years to end his career, if that's even going to be enough to to carry this squad to do anything because they're just so, you know, they just lack so much depth. The roster is terrible. You can, like, you can be blunt. The roster is Like, you're just
1: yeah, look it's at like pretty much everything it's- on that roster is terrible. Their front court depth, like when Anthony Davis is injured, which is going to be about for half the season, their replacements for him are so bad. Like Thomas Bryant's probably will he start or is it going to be Damian Jones? Like, I don't like what are they going to do here? Like, I on paper, like a center Anthony Davis and a power forward LeBron James is an awesome duo. Like, that's exactly what you'd want, just like a point forward LeBron. And then ideally you just have three shooters around him, but instead they have Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook. Um, I mean, like they're they have the perfect setup for LeBron and A D in terms of what where they're gonna be playing, but then the rest of the roster just doesn't really make sense. Um, I mean that's they're been the complaint about the Lakers for a while. So you know what? Who cares? They're that's how that's irrelevant enough. the Lakers
0: are. <laughs> that's yeah. enough. We're on to bigger and better things here. Yeah. Eight seed, spe- yeah. The distance between the Lakers and, and this next team in our rankings is uh, uh is a <laughs> stark <laughs> contrast here. Uh, next up, the New Orleans Pelicans are our eight seed, and it isn't really like it, it gets very close here. Um, for all kind of the rest of these teams, um, highest we had them at was the four seed uh Schultz and Seattle had them as the eighth seed it's it's a good team like we are in good team territory now at this point um and from here on out it's kind of it's anyone's game pretty much uh of course Zion is playing on opening night which is sweet uh as for acquisitions uh Dyson Daniels Trey Murphy being on year two is going to be sweet Larry Nance still kicking around um it's an exciting team. It is a very exciting team. And, frankly, they didn't need to make any acquisitions because you have Zion coming back this year. So, it's it's exciting. Wow. It, it is. I love, exciting. I love their roster. I'm
1: yeah. At it. Kylie, tell me why you have them at the – I don't love them four-seed roster, but, like, I do like the roster a lot. So, give me that.
2: I just really like the way this team plays. Um, I think they have bought into Willie Green, and that's – who I have foreshadowing as my coach of the year, and I think I mean if Zion's able to i'm this is obviously banking on the fact of Zion being healthy, but I mean you add in a all star starter caliber player to that team from last year um c j McCollum Brandon Ingram and herb Jones I just really like that team and I think consistently day and. Game in, game out. In the West are gonna be brutal to play against. Valanciunas, some bruisers, tough. Keelan team. Martin.
0: Yep. Keelan is kicking around down there. Um excited. I, I think we can kinda of all agree though. This is one of the most exciting teams in he's the
3: team is good. No. No, <laughs> he's, he's,
0: he he's, was he's he's due for a rookie extension and did not get one. Um, he's not. I, I don't. So Larry Nance is going to take he, his he, minutes
3: then. He's a liability, like in a full court defense. Like he just, just can Like he cannot gotcha. get. Like he cannot get back. Like uh, for some reason, the I
1: idea play. of Jackson Hayes was
3: cool. Yeah, the full court absolutely. defense
0: risk management. Like he's liabilities in multiple forms um actually marshall too is an interesting one down the road uh but no they have so many cool things they can do no No. uh they have so many cool things they can do defensively too uh with dyson herb jones trey murphy like there are so many different i'm not including jose alvarado like that is intentional um there are so many cool things they can do with their lineup this year. And I feel like this kind of versatility with lineups doesn't really exist outside of maybe the Clippers. I think the Clippers lineup realistically is the only one that kind of, that can have so many directions that they can go in. Um, Maybe, maybe the Nuggets too, I guess. Um, But it's, it's a cool team. It is a very cool team. It is a very good team. Um, and everyone should be happy that Zion is back. Uh, last call on Pels. We good? Yeah.
3: I just think, um, you know, I uh, having this team has disappointed me in the past. Um, you know, I, I had some bold claims for them, you know, a few years ago. Zion's second year. So hopefully they can, you know, realize that potential. I definitely think they, they can. It's just a matter of, you know, whether or not, the depth of the roster, uh, you know, matches the West, the rest of the Western conference and they have they have a lot of young guys. And so, you know, I think it, it could take some time, but you know, I, I think with Zion being back, like, that's just the key to this, this season. Like they have to have him have a productive year.
0: Seven seed, Very exciting team. Again. Dallas Mavericks, Uh, lowest we have them, eight seed, highest we have them, four seed. Uh, Dallas made some needed acquisitions, I would say, uh, specifically at the center position in JaVale McGee, not in Christian Wood. You thought I was going to say Christian Wood. Uh, Christian Wood will be valuable, though, for them off the bench, should his head stay on his shoulders. Um, It's a deep team. It's... It's a very deep team, frankly. Like holy shit, looking at these names, they can go very deep at a lot of positions. They just drafted or they picked up Composo too, which I, I don't like for Jaden Hardy's sake. But uh, this is this is a solid. It's another solid team here, um, and they were able to improve at the center position, really, with without giving up. Much if i 'm remembering correctly, I mean bobon's a lot I guess in in height and in mass, but <laughs> player wise i don't i don't think that there's really they're a better team than last year and there's still there's still room for growth here, and yeah, I think that covers it, so Schultz, you are the highest here um, porque
1: I mean pretty much exactly what you just said i if you guys listened to the last episode um the main thing that I always say about regular season teams in terms of seeding is depth and AIDS. You hit it on the head. I think they depth wise, the Mavericks are in a great position. I and mean, they have McGee, they have Wood, they have Powell, Kleber, Dorian Finney-Smith, Bertans, like that front court, they can withstand at least one or two injuries and they'll still be pretty good. Luca obviously would be a big loss, but they have Dinwiddie to kind of replace him. They have, um, what was that? They have Tim Hardaway, Reggie, Ergie Bullock, Josh Green, they just have a lot of guys that like can kind of fill the same t- type of roles. Obviously, a Luka injury would be detrimental to any of this. But besides that, I feel like they're kind of injury-proof because um, the injury bug hits everybody, um, especially with the shortened off-seasons the last couple of years. Um, so just in terms of that, I just really like the way the roster is built. Um, not a big believer in Jason Kidd, but frankly, he impressed me more than he um, didn't last year. So I think the Mavericks are going to take a few steps forward. I think Luca's is only going to get better. It's Luca. Um, spoiler alert: he's my MVP pick. So if that goes according to plan, then I'd assume the Mavericks a four seed would make a lot of sense um, in terms of that. Uh, and yeah, I, and conversely to some of the teams that have deep um, rosters but don't do much in the playoffs, I think this team also has a great playoff roster. Um, they just they're loaded with defense and shooting, which is pretty much all you really can ask for for a playoff run so i i really like the mavericks i think they're a really great build on their team and like you said if christian wood can just like learn how to be a six man or a seven man off the bench they're going to be a really dangerous team because that, that second line is going to be awesome with dinwiddie and wood and cleaver and josh green like those types of guys off the bench for tons that's a great second unit probably i'd i'd have to look at the other second units but i'd probably put it up there against anybody's second unit
0: yeah, the only the only other one I can think of off the top of my head is maybe the Clippers. Um, just when it comes to a pure like depth perspective. But yeah, I mean, the Clippers
1: first unit or second unit was pretty much their first unit in the last two years. And they were fine. Like, so I would agree. Yeah.
0: Um, fun team, though. Very fun team. Very deep team. Uh, yeah. Last call on the Mavs. Boom. Okay. Six seed, Phoenix Suns. uh, One of the teams that was in the news the most here. Uh, High is four, low is seven. Uh, I had them as the seven seed. Not really buying into much of the controversy. It's more so in my eyes, it's because they are just kind of an aging team. Um, And it's less about them getting worse but more about everyone else kind of passing them at this point um i think this year is probably it for them for being out of the play-in and i'm thinking probably next year they're fighting in the play-in tournament um it's a lot of the same uh it's a lot of the same team they made some like sneaky good free agent acquisition the other it was day a
3: kogi? or no no no,
0: no no it wasn't a kogi. Um they signed someone. Oh, it was, a. Uh, oh, they waved him anyways. That's funny. They signed Adonis arms and Sabin Lee, and then waved him, which is, uh, pretty sad. But, uh, yeah, this, it's a little, it's a little hollow of a roster for my liking. Um, and with cam Johnson set to hit restricted free agency at the ripe old age of 27 years old. Uh, it ain't they ain't getting any younger, so that's that's where my concerns come in for them.
3: Yeah, I I don't know, I, I I still feel like it's a I still feel like it's a a good team. It's a deep team. Like I I think you know it's just uh, it, I think it's just that the rosters are very top heavy at this point. Like you're saying, like they don't really have the the great depth like they used to. And guys like Crowder, you know, they're already looking to move off of. But that's the other thing, interesting thing, like, you know, maybe like if maybe if they can get like an asset or a pick that they can make enough, like making like a a package deal to be able to get another uh, impact player at the deadline. So I still feel like the team overall is like a very good roster Um, and they still have guys like I mean, Okogi, I thought was a decent signing this year. I think he's he's the guy that they can they can really affect their defensive rotations um, and like maybe replace uh, Crowder in that kind of role efficiently. Um, and Shamet is a guy, you know, I think he, he was, he hasn't necessarily been um, as consistent of a player uh, with the Suns as he was with the nets. But I mean, he's a guy that they have extended for a while. And I think he's a player that uh, I would still be high on to make some kind of improvement. Um, so I don't know. I, you know, I think they like the Aiden extension was definitely a move that signaled that They're probably not going to be in a position to be super flexible in the next few years to be able to add players, but um, I still think it's a team that for this season, I I think I'm the highest on them at the four seed, Uh, but I still think they could be a a top half uh, Western Conference team.
0: Fair, totally fair. I'm not sure what their uh draft capital situation is. Uh I'd have to think it's somewhat barren due to strangely enough the Chris Paul trade. Funny how that whole saga worked out. Um but yeah, the five seed, is it can I call this can I call the Grizzlies the team of the pod? Or no? I'll allow it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think if nothing else, their G League team is the team of the pod. Um Memphis is our five seed Uh, highest on them was Seattle at two lowest with Schultz seven. Another solid team. Uh, Jaron Jackson jr. Is going to be out for uh, a while. I think that's kind of expected for him in general at this point, but still a super deep team Uh, brought in some very interesting young guys returned. A lot of people. Brandon Clark got extended. So it's, it's a deep team. It's a young team though. Still, you know, they, they had a hell of a season last year, but still, I would say unproven. Um, I'm excited to see what the sequel looks like compared to uh, compared to what they showed us last year. Um, Zaire Williams is an interesting candidate for most improved player, too, in my opinion. Um, considering he doesn't have much to work off of from last year, he averaged eight a game. Wow, that's not up on me. I could have sworn it would have been less than that, but. Uh, Regardless, uh, they have a lot of. Still, it's it wouldn't surprise me if this was like the third youngest team in the league or something like that behind the Rockets and the Thunder. Um, so Seattle, give me the uh, give me the elevator pitch. Memphis Grizzlies two seed.
3: I mean, yeah, I mean it, they're just so deep at like every position, and they're so flexible. And even if they lose John Morant, they can still be like basically the most efficient team in the NBA. <laughs> like it's absurd how good like their roster flexibility is like last year when in the beginning of the season, their defense struggled a lot. And I think a lot of that was just because, you know, jaw getting used to certain guys in the court. And when he was out, they were able to figure it out. Um, that that second unit together very quickly. And when he came in, they were still like one of the best defensive teams in the NBA for the rest of the season. I think that's a huge key, uh, you know, a huge sign rather of showing that um, they're just a complete squad and, you know, they can miss key players and still be able to beat some of the top tier teams just by playing matchups and, and uh, being efficient. And they even like, you know, with the draft, like, I feel like they got players like Jake LaRavia, who's could come in and play right away and make an impact and so I just think when you have a team like that's consistently making smart decisions and adding good players like that's a team that that you know is scary and even they signed like Brandon Clark to an extension like they have a guy like Xavier Tillman who could take a huge step this year in my mind like if he gets some minutes and like you know like you said ZR Williams is another interesting player um they're just a really fun team and you know, even getting a guy like Danny Green, like just to stick on their roster and like make some like, you know, make shots, like that's the kind of depth that a squad like that um admit like Memphis needed.
1: I'd like to amend my thing. I don't think that, I think they're way I think they're better than the Suns and whoever I have at the sixth seed, the Wolves. Yeah. I'm amending that. The uh, I don't know what the fuck I was doing there. I would put them even higher, but I'm not gonna go that crazy. But Ignore seven. Seven's disrespectful to the Grizzlies. I forgot. They're they're good. I mean, that's all I have to say about the Grizzlies.
0: So that probably bumps them up to at least our fourth seed. Uh speaking of our fourth seed, the Los Angeles Clippers, who are uh my NBA champion here, they're deep. They got John Wall, they got Kawhi back after his two year sabbatical. Um another super like deepest team in the league, I think, pretty comfortably. Uh still some young guys too potentially but they have if one guy doesn't have it they have 11 other guys that they can go to to potentially get that production from and that's why i'm so i'm so high on them in the regular season then once postseason comes around like we've seen different iterations of this in the past with them where they can reduce their rotation down very easily and include like an eight-man rotation of like seven different combinations if they wanted to, and all would be around the same output. So still very, it's a very impressive team. They did well last year, even with missing their, probably their best player. Um, and they, they have enough flexibility too, with their contracts to the point where they can go out and get some guys at the deadline. Um, it's, it's a, I'm very excited to see this. Tyloo is a hell of a coach. I never thought I would say that before the past few years. Um, I'm super sold on them. So Kylie, real quick, eight seed. What gives?
2: Um, I just think kind of some other teams in the West have taken a spot, taken a step ahead of them. Um, and we still have yet to see Paul George and Kawhi both be healthy together. Um, I mean, I definitely agree with some of the points you're making, they're definitely deep and they're a good team. I'm eight's probably definitely giving them a little Paul George uh, penalty, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just think honestly, one to like eight in the West to me, like it could go any, anyway, and I wouldn't be shocked.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, that, that kind of reflects, too, like, if you all could see kind of the scores that we've been doing. Um, we had a bunch of teams in, like, double digits for point totals. The Lakers were just behind that. And then ever since we stopped talking about the Lakers, every team is within, like, four four points of each other with some just being straight-up ties. So it is – it gets crazy, crazy close there. Um,
3: I think one Greece, thing
0: with the – yeah, yeah.
3: I think one thing with the the Clippers. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just one thing with the Clippers is just that it's. uh, um, I I think it's going to be interesting to see if they can keep up being as good of a three point shooting team as they are with Kawhi coming back because I think that's one hallmark of their roster that they've that they've kind of established um, that that they're such a a electric three point shooting team when they can get hot Um, and. I think that was one of the biggest things that Ty Lu was able to use to his advantage when they came back against the Jazz, um uh <laughs> the Jazz in the, in that series uh, a while back. Um and so I feel like uh I feel like with this roster, um I kind of agree with Kylie, like they've they're they're sort of in a position where I don't really feel like they're necessarily the most intriguing team anymore but like they definitely have a ton of roster flexibility and I like a lot of the players that they have on the team. It's just a matter of like, I think point guard is also kind of a big hole for them. Like John wall and Reggie Jackson is an interesting platoon, but I feel like those guys are pretty old and like pretty bad at on defense now. And so it's like, I just think that there are just going to be some teams like the warriors, for example, like, they're not going to – they're going to really struggle to guard somebody like Steph Curry, as you know, as we saw with, like, Boston last year. And I just feel like the Clippers are probably, um, from a defensive versatility standpoint, like, next to, like, Boston and, like, the Grizzlies in terms of, like, that kind of depth. Um, but uh, But I don't know. I just think that – I still think that they just have some flaws –
0: Fair. Definitely fair. Uh, I've been high on the Clippers, I think, for the last two or three years now. And that will continue until they win a championship. Three seed. uh, The newest team to kind of rise to these heights is the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, Yeah, you already know the acquisitions that they've made. Uh, Anthony Edwards, for most improved player, is going to be a ridiculously popular pick this year. I hate the fact that I made that pick, but given that job on it last year, I think it's only fair. Um, Maybe not as deep of a team as I would hope for, but the top end talent is just, it's real. It is real with these guys. Um, Highest we had them was two seed, lowest was six. I think that kind of given everything that we've talked about, there isn't really too much to go into with this team. Like at the at this point, everyone like like we said, everyone eight to one. it's almost interchangeable. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's a they're a fun team. Again, I think Cat is whatever Cat's points, rebounds, and assists over unders are for his first game against Oklahoma City. Take the over because we don't have guys to defend him. So. Highly recommend there for some more betting advice, and since our game is Wednesday against them, this should be they should be out by then. So, um, two, dose, Denver. Uh, we're gonna do awards after. Uh, don't worry, we're we're gonna close out with awards after uh, the two seed and the one seed. Because um, spoiler alert, there's a lot of Timberwolves winning awards in our predictions. Um, two seed, Denver Nuggets uh I, did they make any acquisitions that weren't just simply guys coming back from injuries uh contagious. Call pope there we go i think they drafted someone too did they not my brain is mush at this point
1: ron brown christian brown yeah
0: yeah good call uh yeah denver exciting exciting team deep team too
1: yeah, I like. I'll I'll just say a little bit. I I really if Jamal Murray comes back, even half as good as he was before his injury fiasco, I think this is. I I have a I have them as my one seed. I think this is the best team in the in the West if healthy. Um, just from a one through five spot, I think Jamal Jamal and Jokic. That's one of the most elite tandems in the in the league, and I I, I just expect them to do very well. Obviously, injuries are a concern, but. Um, even with the injuries, I think as long as Jokic is out there, they're probably going to win about forty six games. Like they're going to win; they'll be a top five seed in the in the West with Jokic. Um, that's how good he is. Michael Porter Jr. If he can take that next step, I don't see why this team isn't the best team in the West, if not the NBA.
2: Yeah, Shout out bones. I,
3: I I've been huge on the the Nuggets train for a while, but I feel like this year I'm I'm like kind of off a little bit I, um i just think that like the i don't really like the moves that they made and i feel like the depth on the roster has kind of you know lost its shine over the past like few months um i mean bones is definitely like he's like the fourth favorite right now for six man of the year um which is kind of crazy i would have not guessed that you know a few like a few months ago but um Outside of that, like KCP, I feel like he's kind of a guy that's bounced around the league and kind of become quickly inefficient. And um and you know, the the, the health of Michael Porter Jr. and and Murray, I feel like it's been kind of this ongoing saga. And when it does end, I feel like they will be great. It's just I don't know if it will be like it's, it seems like they've just wanted to take their time with the situation. Um and um, I don't know. It's just. I feel like it's just. Gonna, it's just going to take time for them to to come back and feel like a hundred percent, like with the offense, like we saw them in the bubble when Jamal Murray really broke out. I feel like that's just going to take a while to get back to there. And I just think like some of their second units are just going to be like very questionable defensively, like especially if DeAndre Jordan. Like, I don't know why like teams continue to sign this guy. Like he is just. Cooked in my mind like so I don't know <laughs> I, I just like I, I just uh, I just have some concerns about what some of the deaf pieces they brought in but um, if they get those stars back like the sky's the limit no matter who's on the roster
0: Smith is also on like his 14th team now at this point which is pretty cool um, for those writing all these down on a list uh, you've noticed that there's one team left the Golden State Warriors our our collective one seed i had them as the five uh strictly because i don't think they're going to give a shit about the regular season um i think that they will use the regular season to get even more of their younger players acclimated and maybe have some roster shakeups too i don't we'll get into this on another pod about the whole what do the warriors do with draymond green situation uh I personally think it's more likely they trade young guys and trade Draymond just because it's a little easier to do that, and you can actually get something back for said young guys, whereas Draymond you can't. So, very interesting decisions coming up. I had him as the five, and I mean, you know, it's still Steph Curry's, still Steph. We we saw it last year. Like, they're it's crazy because while they're getting older, they have younger guys who are getting better. And Wiseman allegedly is playing basketball this year.
2: Yeah, I think uh, even with some of their older aging stars, um, might potentially sit out a few games here and there. You still got a ton of young talent, as you alluded to. You know, you got Jordan Poole, who's already come on. Um, I think Kuminga's due for a a breakout year, especially if, if Draymond's kind of out of the fold for a bit. Um, you got Moses Moody, I mean, the fact that they have those three pieces um and just won the championship is pretty crazy to me, but yeah, I mean, yeah, like I said, they just won the championship, and Steph is still a beast, and yeah. We'll see. We, I guess.
0: Did we mention Steven Cento? Yeah. No. I think he's going to be a.
3: a he's going to be
1: sick. On like I can That was one of the most underrated signings of the year.
3: Yeah. I forgot I about know. it until now. Yeah. He. he it's just he I'm, fits with that roster so well. Like just the versatility and like how they can put him into multiple lineups. Like it's. Yeah. It's just absurd. Like how. Like I feel like the Warriors won the title last year. Without their best, like team in my life, if that makes any sense. Like, I, I was not very bullish on their chances. Um, and then after a while, it just, like, it just really felt like that everything was going their way, and Steph Curry was playing at a level that is just was completely unhinged. Um, And I just, I have a hard time seeing that ending. And even with, you know, this Draymond Green situation, like, I think... They could find him a new team or if he stays there, it doesn't really matter. I feel like at this point, like he's kind of a, a surplus to requirements. Like they don't really yeah. need him. Like he like he, they could they could live with him or we'll live without him. Like is that he's still probably a quality defender and but at the same time, like they have some younger guys that are like pretty much ready to supplant him, I feel like.
0: I think my thing with Draymond, um, and like I said, we'll get into this further on a future one. I think you can maybe replace Draymond with two players, but you can't replace him with the same player that brings what Draymond brings. Like the argument I heard today is like hypothetically, if you have to replace Clay Thompson in that offense or Draymond in that offense, it's a hell of a lot easier to replace Clay in that offense, Draymond. Um,
3: so yeah, it's, I'd agree with that, just based yeah. on the the shooting aspect. With the, but it's like the, what what Draymond does in terms of like playmaking, like that's incredibly hard to replicate because like, yeah. you know he's such a good passer um but but i mean at the same time though it's like his shooting is just such a negative at this point in his career
0: it's really just a dribble refresher it's sick so that brings us to
3: the end of our
0: uh picks here uh awards now i'm gonna run through each category uh And I'm just going to read who picked what. So starting with MVP, I picked Embiid. Schultz picked Luca. Kylie picked Steph. Seattle picked LeBron. Coach of the year, I picked Chris Finch. Schultz picked Mike Malone. Kylie picked Willie Green. Seattle also picked Chris Finch. Rookie of the year, I picked Paolo with, uh, I'm going to say, Jalen Williams as a dark horse. Uh, Schultz picked Keegan Murray as well as Shaden Sharp if he plays well. Kylie picked Jabari Smith. Seattle picked Keegan Murray. Sixth man of the year, I picked Bones That's an early.
1: I just want, I want that to be clear. It's yeah. early. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. early. Well. If he plays.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. My bad. My apologies. It's been a long, long day. Uh, Sixth man of the year, I picked Bones. Uh, Schultz picked Norm Powell. Kylie picked Bogdan Bogdanovich. Seattle picked Matrezel Harrell. Love that one. Deep Boy, we got. I picked Gobert. Schultz picked Giannis. Kylie picked Herb. Seattle picked Evan Mobley. Most improved. I unfortunately picked Anthony Edwards. Uh, Schultz picked Tyrese Maxey. Kylie picked Evan Mobley. Seattle also unfortunately picked Anthony Edwards. I say unfortunate because, as I said earlier, John Morant and Anthony Edwards, frankly, I don't think should be eligible to get most improved because they're already very good to begin with. Finally, NBA champions. I picked the Clippers. Schultz picked the Bucks in six. No surprise there. Kylie picked the Hawks. And Seattle picked the 76ers. We're done. We did it. Uh, very excited for tomorrow. Exciting season upcoming To uh, A lot of basketball coming up in the next month. I posted my first NBA board on Twitter. I'll post them up on a... I'm doing a write-up on it right now, kind of explaining where my head's at there. But regardless, this is an extremely, extremely exciting year for basketball. And unlike the NBA... Or sorry, unlike the NFL there's actually like a shit ton of good teams in the NBA compared to the NFL where there's maybe like three good teams. So, uh, that's it. That's a wrap. 2022, 2023 NBA preview is officially done. See y'all next time.